Hey y'all, I'm Elisa. And I'm anxious. And welcome to Watch, Watch for Deer. Welcome to Watch for Deer, y'all. It's a Friday, Friday. Happy Friday. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We made it. End of another week. Hope you guys have been listening to the episodes that we brought to you earlier in the week. <clears throat> I got another good one for you today. And if you say it's good, it is probably terrible. <laughs> so this one was actually brought to my attention by my amazing husband, Clinton. Hey, boo. Love you. Oh, my Lord. Um, so if you don't like this case, you can thank him later. Sam. I will not be thanking him at all. <laughs> So, this is the wild case of the Amazon Review Killer. Have you heard it? No. Okay. Amazon like the... Okay. Like Amazon. Okay. Yes. Right. Like right. Amazon Review Killer. So, this is the case of Todd Colehep. Now, I'm going to throw out a trigger warning. Already. Already. I just, I'm just going to slide it right in there real, real fast. <laughs> just <laughs> Trigger warning for uh, mild sexual content, admission of rape, and a slight mention of animal abuse. And don't look at me like that. It's not super bad. It's not super bad. I feel it's like just he a has his bad. own story and his own, like, tagline like you know like his own nickname <laughs> that it's going to be bad but i mean you haven't heard of him well you didn't hear a froden frode frode <laughs> i didn't hear what fred and rosemary west no i had not heard of so, them but that was awful that was that was a that was a heavy one so let's dive right in shall we mm -hmm. okay so todd christopher colhett was born March 7th of 1971 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He was actually raised in South Carolina and in Georgia. Now, his parents had divorced when he was about two years old. And he had initially went to live with his mom. But soon after they moved, he she ended up getting remarried. And uh, Colehep had issues with his stepfather. So he wanted to move back in with his biological father, even though he hadn't seen him in like eight years. So at this point, him moving back in with his dad, he's about 10 years old. Okay. <clears throat> now, <coughs> as a child, Cole Hepp was very troublesome. He was a troublesome kid. Um, in preschool, he would be super aggressive with the other kids and destroy their personal belongings. So like, and you know, I mean... This is, this is kind of typical kid behavior, you know, bullying, being a turd, mm. you know, grabbing your lunchbox, taking your favorite toy, throwing it, breaking it. He, he was very bratty. Was he, he was, <clears throat> was he bratty towards other kids? He was bratty with, with other kids and their belongings. Yeah. I just don't, I don't feel like that's typical. I, I disagree with you, Lisa. I don't feel like it's typical kid behavior. When he began seeing a counselor at the age of nine. He was described as having explosive behavior and extreme aggression. I thought you were going to say explosive diarrhea. diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. So I feel like just at the age of nine with showing these symptoms of like 
explosive behavior and really, really extreme aggression, like that should have been a major red flag, like yeah. right off the bat at nine. You know, that's pretty young to not be able to regulate your emotions. Mm -hmm. So at the age of nine, he was also becoming very preoccupied with sexual content. He was cruel to animals, having said to have actually shot a dog with a BB gun. This is a, and this killed is... a goldfish with Clorox bleach. Okay, so this is typical psychotic. I mean, serial killer behavior in a in a child like that. Yeah, you know, serial killer this, stuff. This yeah. is the stuff like Dahmer did, like back when he was like a kid. I mean, is this story red flag? As, as bad as Dahmer? No. Okay. No. There's a little walk out. <laughs> I quit. I'm out. Be I'm like, now hiring you co-host. <laughs> now looking for a co-host. Please send your resumes to at Watch for Your Resume. Of course. <laughs> so, um, the FBI would find out later that he was actually subject to abuse himself. So his grandfather had even hit him with a cattle, hit him and actually like prodded him with a cattle prod. Oh my Lord. So I feel like that's super like, that's, that's another level, like <laughs> a cattle prod. That's, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's a big cow. I know yeah. we're sitting here and we've got our hands up like we're going to prod each other. Like that's a, that's. A cattle prod. That's a cattle prod. Like, that's a whole nother lip. That's a cow. Yeah. You know, hitting him with, that's just bonkers to me. Like, so Colhead's father later said the only emotion that his son was capable of was anger and madness. So here we go. Why, why was this kid not evaluated? What year is this? Consistently. So he was born in 71. Oh, so, so this, this would have been about 80s. early 80s. Yeah, early 80s. Early 80s. Yep. Which, I mean, I don't think mental health was still uh, oh, it was something not. that they didn't want to talk about. It wasn't, oh, there no. wasn't, you know, it was no. very, very hush-hush and just well, secretive. Well, because Steph, I mean, he looks like he's going to, he's going to be a serial killer. But, uh, no, back then, mental health was uh you did not talk about it no. it wasn't even a thing no you, it was almost like people were embarrassed by it yes uh, like it was a like i mean it is a disease but it was very hush hush we're like we are so open i feel like nowadays with <clears throat> you know discussing mental health and there's more you know advocating for mental health and there was nothing back then right there was nothing there right. was no treatment for mental health back then um, at the age of nine, Colhep spent three and a half months in a Georgia psychiatric hospital mm -hmm. as an inpatient because of his inability to get along with other children. Like, alarm bells are going off in my head right now. At nine years old, they have this kid in the psych ward. Mm. Nine years old. That's, yeah. That's so young. I've, I mean, I've heard... I've heard of it before, but I work with, you know, in the school system, so. Cole Hepp was 12 before he was finally able to live with his father in Tempe, Arizona. And this may be pronounced Tempe, I don't know. Like I said, I'm terrible with pronunciations. Mm -hmm. He inherited his dad's hobby of collection of guns and weapons. 
and his father taught him how to blow stuff up and make bombs. He became unhappy with his father as he always was out with his girlfriends and he left Todd behind. Todd expressed interest in moving back with his mom, but she always seemed to delay the move. Yeah, there's probably a reason, Todd. She's probably scared of him. She's terrified of you. <laughs> At the age of 15, Colehep used a 22 caliber revolver and kidnapped a 14-year-old girl by the name of Christy. Trigger warning. He brought her back to his home, tied her up, taped her mouth shut, and sexually assaulted her. After he was done, he proceeded to walk her home and threatened to kill her and her entire family if she told anyone. At 14. At 14 year old, he just abducted, assaulted this girl yeah. at gunpoint. 14 years old. That is just, I can't comprehend this. Colehep was charged with kidnapping, sexual assault, and committing a dangerous crime against children. Now, in 1987, he pleaded guilty to the kidnapping charge and the other charges were dropped. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison and registered as a sex offender, Ooh. as he should have been. So yes. here's a case. He actually got in trouble for this okay. behavior. So yay, 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 justice system. Now, at this time, he was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. So, BPD is characterized by a long-term pattern of intense and unstable interpersonal relationships, distorted sense of self, and strong emotional reactions. These type of people that have this, they, they struggle with like returning to their emotional level to a healthy, normal baseline. So, they cannot regulate their emotions very well at all. Mm -hmm. They struggle with disassociation, disassociating a feeling of emptiness. The causes of BPD are unclear, but seem to involve genetic, neurological, environmental, and social factors. Even though he struggled with BPD, Colehep had an above-average IQ of 118, ranking among the 88th percentile. So... He was a very smart uh, young man. Most <clears throat> most serial killers, uh, when you hear about them, they are very, like, very they're borderline genius. Yeah, so. very intelligent. So I'm glad I'm not smart. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know I'm not a serial killer. Yes, you are smart, Elisa. I'm not really that smart. Oh my lord. <laughs> Can you believe you said you're not? You are smart. <laughs> the judge in the case said Colehep was very bright and should be advanced academically, but behaviorally and emotionally dangerous and likely he could not be rehabilitated. Ooh. Hello, hello, hello. Lock him up. Throw away the key. <clears throat> well, who said that? Out. Who said that he couldn't? The judge. That he could not be revealed. No, the judge. Yeah. <clears throat> In August of 2001, at the age of 30, 
and after serving 14 years, he was released and moved to South Carolina. Now, he went to college. He obtained a bachelor's degree in computer science, and he then graduated in 2008 with a bachelor's in business admin marketing. In 2006, he obtained his real estate license, and he was able to build a firm with over a dozen agents who were employed. And Colehep also had a private pilot's license as well. Yeah, this this guy is super smart. So he's, I mean, he's he's super intelligent, mm-hmm. super intelligent. Now let's back up a tad. November sixth, two thousand and three. So this is kind of in between of him. So this this is two years after he gets out of prison. Mm-hmm. He purchased a motorcycle from Superbike Motorsports. Now. He had tried a couple times to return this bike mm-hmm. because after purchasing, he realized he really had no clue how to ride this motorcycle. <laughs> I mean, you kind of have to know how to ride a motorcycle, yeah. you know? I mean, yes, you do. Nowadays, they have classes you have to take. You have to get a license. Mm-hmm. Back then, it wasn't like that. So he's realizing he made a big mistake. So the employees would not take this bike back, and they literally laughed him out of the store. I mean, that was rude. Probably shouldn't have laughed at him. Maybe helped him be like, oh, we'll help you learn how to ride it. Oh, he snapped, didn't he? Cole Hep later came back, slipping through the back, shot the mechanic, Chris Sherbert, as he was working. He then proceeded to kill their book- bookkeeper, <clears throat> Beverly Guy, in the showroom. Service manager Brian Lucas was shot at the main entrance. And then Colhep found and shot the owner of the store, Scott Ponder, in the parking lot. These were the first murder victims, but they would not be his last. It, he did all that and they didn't catch him? Just, just let's continue. Seems, that just seems like a lot. <laughs> now, this particular incident would not be connected to Colhep until he was actually apprehended years later. Colehep would wait another 13 years before murdering again. Late August 2016, while 30-year-old Kayla Brown and her 32-year-old boyfriend Charles Carver was hired to clean up around the Colehep property, Colehep shoots Carver in the head and proceeded to chain up Kayla in a shipping container on the property. After the couple was reported missing around November 3rd, police were able to ping their phones and the last known location was on Colehep's property. While conducting the search on his property, they heard the banging from a shipping container and opened it up to find Kayla chained up like a dog on the inside. And she'd been there for how many days? For like two months. Oh, too much. She had been repeatedly sexually assaulted and held hostage for two months. I feel, hold on, let's back up for a second. Okay. So we went straight from him killing all kinds of people at that dirt bike place. And we skipped ahead 13 years. And we skipped it because he hadn't killed anybody else. Nope. And you went straight into, he killed these two people. We don't know why. And then he. So these two people, he had hired them to come and clean his property. Yeah. And literally, 
he shoots the gentleman, uh-huh. takes her hostage. Okay. That's what goes down. And then he has her for months? Has her for two months. So they report um, Kayla and her boyfriend, Charles, they get reported missing mm-hmm. by friends, family. They report them missing. Yeah. Well, the cops start researching, trying to find out. They pinged their phones, though, and it took them that long to ping their phones? Well, um, it didn't take them two months to ping their phone, but I guess but from the... But from the time the people report, like realized that they were missing yeah. and they reported it, I don't know what that time span was. Okay. So, you know, if you don't have family living in an area, you know, okay. you got an aunt yeah. or uncle, you know, and you don't talk to them maybe once, twice a month, if that, you know. Okay. But they were unable to reach them. They called, reported a missing. Cops got looking, pinged their phone, and the last place that those phones pinged were on Colehead's property. Well, how lucky is she <clears throat> that they found her? Amen. Amen. Um, officers had also found Carver's vehicle in a ravine covered with brush on his property. Now, after he was arrested on November 6th, Colehead revealed the location of two more bodies. Husband and wife, Johnny and Megan Coxey, had been hired by Colehead also to clean up around the property. Colehep had shot Megan in the head on or around December 25th or 26th of 2015. Now he had shot and killed Johnny in the chest about a week prior to killing Megan. Colehep confessed to multiple murders in exchange for being allowed to talk to his mom. He wanted to give her a photograph and transfer money to a college fund of a friend's child. He mm-hmm. is odd. No, odd. No, he's not odd. He's something. He's something. It's. I mean, he's. So he's killing all these people, but then he wants to make sure that his friend's children are taking taken his care friend's of. kid. Kind of makes you wonder if it's like. And I, I don't know about this friend. I don't know how close of a friend, if it's a female friend, if it's a male friend. Was it his kid? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't know. Hmm. Um, he wanted to give his mother a photograph and transfer this money to his friend's child. Now, Cole had told his mother that there were other victims. Now, his mother proceeded to ask him, well, how many more are there? And he says, quote, you don't have enough fingers. Following his arrest, Colehep told his mother there were several others aside from the ones authorities already knew about. He claimed mm-hmm. to have shot a person in Tempe, Arizona, and authorities had named Colehep as a person of interest in an unsolved bank robbery in 2003 but they were never really able to find a definitive link between Cole Hip and this bank robbery. Okay. Now here's where it gets really freaking weird. As if it wasn't already. No, it gets way weirder. Okay. So, shortly following his arrest, officers began a search of his property. 
They found numerous weapons, including a 9mm pistol that had a suppressor. They found semi-automatic rifles, which, you know, we knew he was a gun advocate. You know, he liked guns from his dad. He f they found a huge cache of ammu ammunition. There was no record of a background check done on Cole Hepp, so authorities believed he had acquired these firearms illegally. Mm-hmm. Now, following his arrest, officers in Spartanburg County found numerous seemingly joking reviews of products on Amazon. <laughs> the Greenville News reported there were 140 reviews linked to the me user with the Todd Colehip wish list. So, you know, like when you get on Amazon and you make a wish list. Yes. Okay, and it's got your name on it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, when you go and submit a review, uh -huh. you can you don't have to submit it under your name. You don't have to submit it under you know Elisa or Samantha. You can do it on Sassy or you know whatever. Yeah. So that's that's what he did. Is now on these me reviews, they cover anywhere from tactical vests gun magazine pouches, uh, weapon mounts, emergency medical kits, books about repelling, snipers, uh, emergency war surgery. You know, you're 140 products he has written reviews on. Are they, what kind of, what did he say in the reviews? Do you okay. know? I do. Okay. So I'm going to read and describe to you a few of these reviews. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So our first review was by me on September 13th of 2014. This is a review of a Husqvarna 455 Rancher 20-inch chainsaw. Okay. Okay. Five-star review. Mm -hmm. Works excellent. Getting the neighbor to stand still while you chase him with it is hard enough without having an easy-to-use chainsaw. That's what he wrote? That's what he wrote. So this makes me nervous now because I know I read reviews on everything. And I've came across some funky reviews on Amazon well, that I have them... laughed my butt off. Like Dulcolex or Miralax is like, I had explosive diarrhea and yeah. crapped up the walls. And so now it's like, oh sometimes Amazon reviews are like they're funny. Like they are funny. Yeah. Sometimes they're funny. And I feel like... If I would have come across some of these, I would have giggled. Not now, though, because but, you know what he did. But reading these, knowing what these items were used for? Yeah. Holy. <laughs> we'll re read on. Let's do some more reviews. Okay. <clears throat> Review by me. Not me, as in Lisa, but me, as in Todd. September 13th, 2014. This is a tiny, cute little compact shovel. It's a mm -hmm. spade shovel. Has a little, you know, handle on it. SOG entrenching tool. Folding shovel. Five-star review. Keep in the car for when you have to hide the bodies. And you left the full-size shovel at home. Does not come with a midget, which would have been nice. Okay. Uh, here's another one reviewed by me on November 16th of 2015. Now this is the, this is a 
an attachment to a rifle. Mm-hmm. A silent? A, not, no, a, not, not a, a suppressor, silencer. Yeah. It's the, um, uh, oh my God, my mind went blank. It's a thing that you put on the, up here, under barrel to hold it to keep it steady. And I cannot stock. It's not really a stock. It's a. Let's just call it a handle. Sure. So it's this and it's black. Well, it's a handle. Five star review. <clears throat> it's blacker than my soul and price drop. The next one is reviewed by me, and this one doesn't have a date on it, and it's a SOG Pentagon Fixed Blade Knife. It's got a four-star review. Haven't stabbed anyone yet, but I'm keeping the dream alive, and when I do, it will be with a quality tool like this. It's almost like this guy wanted to get caught. They say a lot, like, sometimes when I watch, like, uh, TV shows and stuff and it talks about people, they, um... It's almost like reaching out for help. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they subconsciously. Like, they, they want to get caught because they want to stop. They can't stop, but, but they, they want to stop. So, they keep, like, leaving, leaving little breadcrumbs everywhere. Little, little trails. So, here's, um, and, and these next ones are kind of, <clears throat> these are bothersome because... Well, you'll know why. Uh, me reviewed September 13th, 2014. Master Padlock. Five-star review. Solid locks. I have five on a shipping container. Won't stop then, but sure will slow them down until they're too old to care. Yeah, I want to read one. Read those, those next one? ones. This one and that one. Okay. Wait, I want to see your face. Unlock your phone so I can take a picture. <laughs> Where is my phone? Oh. <laughs> I want to see your face when you read them. <laughs> I take a snippet. I look like death. <clears throat> okay. okay. Wait a minute. Okay. Me reviewed product. Master padlock high security locks. Now my locks have locks. Place is Hotel California now. Okay, and this is another one. Master Lock, me reviewed product, works great. Also, if someone talks back, works great. Go old school on them by putting this in a sock and beating them. <laughs> they will not appreciate the hardened steel like you will. Works great on shipping containers too. So, so these last three are like, oh my gosh, like just because Kayla Brown was in a shipping container. So he has used these locks on her. That is, that's awful. That's awful. And I can't help but think the shovel, he buried those other people. No, no. Yes, he did. What did he do, Elisa? What did he do, Elisa? Buried him. What'd he do? No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it, Jesus. <laughs> no, fix it. <laughs> what did he do? Oh, God. He buried him. Yeah, he buried him. That's exactly right. Yeah, it kind of sucks mm-hmm. having a teacher as a best friend. Yeah. Okay. Buried. Can we? 
You didn't even get. Oh God! Son of a bitch. I've been trying to correct this, <laughs> and it actually is. It's going to work, and I tell you why. <laughs> and I'm I'm excited for the people who have actually listened to this because every episode she ends up saying the word Barry, and I'm going to get her for uh, burglary too. But we're working on Barry right now. <laughs> and she always talks about. She always talks about. Uh, somebody getting buried and she ends up saying well they got buried and I'm like no <laughs> so I can't wait for the day where she actually just says buried normal without, and doesn't realize that she does say it correctly. can we have a party yes okay yes I'm looking just, forward to that I mean when I just read it, it's b-u-r no i-e-d Mm-mm. or b-u-r-y I mean you're right. that's exactly how let me spelled. ask you a question jury it ain't jerry no, it's not. No, it's not. Why ain't it bury? Okay. What is bury? Jury, bury. Okay, I, I, I'm with you now. If somebody is dead in, in the ground, right, and over top of them they have a T-O-M-B. Tombstone. Tomb, right? Mm-hmm. And if I have something here in my hand and I light it on fire and I throw it at you and you explode, it's B-O-M-B. How do you spell that? Bomb. So T-O-M-B is tomb. B-O-M-B is bomb. We're not going there. Jury and Barry. Jury and Barry. Jury and Barry. Tomb and bomb. It doesn't matter. It's English. It's the English I know, it's language. It's so stupid. Anywho, he buried them people with it. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he did not. Go ahead. But no, he didn't. Oh. So that was just a few of the crazy reviews that he had left. Um. It's so chilling to read those, knowing that he used those items on these people in numerous murders. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I wonder how many, does it say how many people he actually killed? Uh, So he killed, what was it, five, the motorcycle shop. Then he killed, so there's five, two couples, six, seven, oh, and then, so about nine. About nine people. He said he told his mom you couldn't even count them on your hands. Well, so. they know that he killed nine. He confessed to nine, but he said he killed more. Oh. So, in May 26th of 2017, Colhep pled guilty to seven counts of murder, two counts of kidnapping, and one count criminal sexual assault and sentenced to seven consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole in a plea bargain that spared him from capital punishment. Now, he has repeatedly admitted that there are at least two more bodies to be found. As of July 19th of 2019, the Greenville News reported that Colhep's assets would be sold and divvied up with half of everything (coughs) going to his surviving victim, Kayla Brown. The other... Half of those assets are going to be split between the rest of the other victims' families. So, that was the story of the Amazon review killer. What do you think of that one? That wasn't too terrible. Well, I actually Googled him and I'm, I'm looking at him right he now. He looks shady as crap. Not, I mean, yeah, but he is a huge man. He's a very large man. He's a big guy. He's a Good very grief. big guy. What? Like a he's a big man. He's a big guy. Yes, he is. I mean, if I saw that guy walk into my motor shop, motorcycle shop, and was like, hey, can you take this bike back? Yes, sir. 
Hmm. They laughed at him. Well, that's awful. But that—that's no reason to kill somebody. No, 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 no. I'm not uh, condoning it by no means. But I just feel like I know I uh, saw I googled his name and then it said about Caleb. Caleb Brown was the one in the shipping container, mm-hmm. and that a South Carolina judge ordered convicted serial killer Todd Colehep to pay Caleb Brown six point three million in compensation yep. after he kidnapped her and chained her inside a storage container. Was he rich? So he owned that real estate company. Mm-hmm. He had like I think it was like twelve or thirteen agents. Yeah, that worked for him. Mm-hmm. So he was super smart. I would say he probably was pretty well off. Okay. Well, I mean, I hope she gets her money. That's not going to. I mean, she's traumatized. No. So. No. No. Yeah, no. She's traumatized. Yeah, that's pretty awful. Well, but I mean, I that heard of it. We've all read those Amazon reviews or shared funny things and. Been like run to the comments that they're so funny. Or, I know. You know the reviews are so funny, but that's gonna make me if, second guess reading them well, now. I mean, though. if I had read some of those reviews, mm-hmm. I've maybe thought, you know, that sick sense of humor, but maybe kind of funny. There's a, a couple bit, of but, them that I probably would have just read me like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Like, kind of chuckled, but like now when I go and read like Amazon reviews and they're kind of dark, I'm gonna be like, eh, serial killer. <laughs> Mate, I don't, he did. I wonder are his reviews still up? I don't up? know. I didn't look. Oh, let's look. Let's look. Shall okay, we? give me look. give me one of those. Okay. So no, give me so give me the paper here. Let's for, look people and see if his reviews are still up. So go to do the Husqvarna one or whatever. The Husqvarna. It's still on this first page right here. You just pass it. Oh, it's right here. Yeah, yep, yep. Let's see if let's see if the chainsaw review is still up. Okay. That yeah, we're gonna work. have to research. We're gonna have to check. I'm gonna have to go <coughs> home and look and see if they're still on there. Yeah, you go do that. So, all right. Anywho, that was the case of uh, well, Amazon. I'm glad review they killed him. Mean, I'm glad they killed him. I, it surprises me when some when stuff like that happens that it's not like national news. I mean, I think it was. I think we were just too busy living life to. I mean, I don't watch the news. The news yeah. bothers me. Don't look at me like that. That bothers you? The, the news, news bothers, bothers you? me. Like, you know, like, yeah. But anywho, guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Let us know what you think. If you've got a case you would love for us to cover, be sure to email us at watchfordearpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at watchfordearpodcast. Go like and follow our Facebook page, Watch for Dear Podcast. Don't forget to go like and follow the TikTok account, Watch for Dear Podcast. And yeah, y'all be safe and watch, watch for, for deer. deer.